0: Salutations and shit, guys. Welcome to another episode of Travel and Ship Podcast. I am your host, D. Carrie. And um, here at Travel and Ship, we have more of an experiential conversation where we just basically talk about how our lives are different because we are travelers. And it's not necessarily based on the destination. Uh, you can go anywhere as far as Dubai, as close as Detroit. Um, You know, travel isn't what um, a lot of popular media would have you believe it is. So here over in uh, these here streets, I really try to make it my business to, um, you know, express how accessible travel actually is and that um, a lot more of us are actually travelers and we should really tap into that and um, use it to color our experiences in life so thank you for coming back appreciate you if you've been a consistent listener and if you're a new listener welcome 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 salutations y'all so if you haven't already head over to travelandshippodcast.com. check out the merch shop if you'd like to support and purchase a t-shirt mug um I almost said stickers maybe I'll throw stickers up there uh basic merch shit, y'all. I'm still working on dad hats. I'm a dad hat kind of girl and I um still can't really find somebody. I can't find hats that I like that I would want to sell you. So, um there's that on the dad hats. Um also, if you would, I'd really appreciate you um taking the listener survey on the website and if you fuck with the kid and you like the podcast, um, subscribe in whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast and if you're watching on the YouTubes go ahead and like and uh, subscribe all the other kind of shit you know stuff because you know I would like to continue to develop and grow the platform and get the message that travel is way more accessible than many of us would like to think I'm actually playing with the strings on my pants and there's nobody else in the room with me, so looking directly at the camera is just driving me crazy for those of you that are watching on the YouTube. Um also I got my Queen Badu Queen Scott shirt on. And definitely um definitely definitely loved and appreciated that versus and we could use that uh, that spirit of love right now is just a lot to be black in America right now. And I personally do not have the mental bandwidth to, um, you know, to have uh, that conversation. I I don't have it, I don't have it right now. So um, that won't be happening this week. What will be happening though, are a few points looking at my notes here. Um, So I personally don't miss travel. I really expected that I was going to be the friend that needed to be checked in on. Oh my God, girl, you okay? I know you travel so much. Yeah, I I, I travel as much as I absolutely can. But I am looking, I'm seeing now that I can't what more of what it actually I guess was or is to me and for me it was a lot a lot of escapism from work I don't think I miss traveling so much because that's how I get away from my job and because of uh i this uh corona I don't have to go to work I will probably be returning before mid-June. I work very closely with the public, so I'm absolutely not looking forward to that. However, I am grateful that I've been able to stay home um, full pay during, um, you know, all this COVID madness going on. So very grateful for that. I also am grateful that I have a job that allows me to travel so much and by allow I mean is a little bit navigating and a little bit of uh, playing around you got to do with those time requests but I have the time to take um, so being that I haven't been able to travel the way I normally do I've really expected to be a little bit more on edge about oh I haven't seen any place new I haven't gone hiking I haven't There's so much that I haven't done, but in the midst of all of that, I'm not toned up to what all has been going on around me. So I think that the world being um, a total shit show right now has distracted me more than enough to not really be worried about what I can't leisurely do. I can leisurely sit in my house, you know. Um I know that I've spent a lot of time just looking out the window. Call me Pearl cuz um what she used to say, you ain't here for me. Um or whatever she said, but I've absolutely just been enjoying my home. I've always enjoyed my home. I've always considered my home to be my peace palace, if you will. Um I am a very very large proponent of um keeping and maintaining the peace in my home. I truly think that there's but so much you can control once you leave your house so if you can't find peace in your home I don't I don't know what to tell you and sadly I know that there are people who cannot find peace at home whether it be because they live with um, other family other friends they've got roommates they've got um, you know just unhealthy home situations so my heart absolutely does go out to those people but unfortunately Well, no, fortunately for me, that's not my reality. I um, do get lonely. That, however, is my reality. It's just me and the dog, but I'm a daddy's girl. My dad still comes to visit me. He kicks it. We sit, bought me Popeye's, not Popeye's today. What did he bring, KFC? We sat, we kicked it. I talked to him about not wanting to go to work. Thankfully, he sat and listened. (laughs) And um, I was talking about Vampire Diaries that I'm watching. So yeah, we hung out for a little bit and we got to go grocery shopping tomorrow. So it, although has made a lot of things inconvenient for me, I will say that thankfully Corona has given me, um, another norm of being able like I kind of look forward to my grocery hauls with my dad I'll go with my dad to the grocery store and I can kind of talk him into stopping at any place that I need to pick anything up from like whether or not um I need to go to the liquor store whether or not I need to um I want to go to Home Depot tomorrow so I can buy more plant shit so I'll you know be I'm kind of looking forward to me and my dad's time together so of all this I've been really fortunate to, um, you know, take away some good memories from this time. And um, I hung out with my grandma a couple nights ago, slept over there, and we had such a good time. So I would encourage a lot of you, especially as we're nearing the end of the stay-at-home order, um, try to I don't want to say package what's been going on, but do what mental work you find that you need to do or you find keeps you at a steady pace or like a steady constant so that you're able to adjust with a little bit more ease. I am not looking forward to going back to work, but I'm happy that it didn't come as a surprise to me. I'm very happy that it didn't come as a, how you have 48 hours to report in or something like that, you know? So I know that it's coming and it's giving me the opportunity to kind of just like, you know, your vacation is going to end. Like when you're traveling, you know that shit's coming to an end, you know, your flight is booked and that you got to pack your stuff up. And so you kind of just appreciate what's there and, Whatever other shit you had going on that you know you're going to return to, you just kind of prep yourself from, for. So um, that's one surprise that um, Rona bought me is that I didn't expect to not miss travel as much. And it's because it's I've been able to get what travel was giving me in other ways. I've been able to escape from work because I haven't had to go to work. But what I haven't been able to get during corona is uh, new experiences. I've hung out with my girl before. I've hung out with my dad before. So those experiences aren't new. Hiking in new environments and trying new foods and seeing new scenery and all of that. Um, I'm missing out on that, but I'm also just gaining my safety. So I've definitely just been using perspective a lot to keep it... um, to make it make sense, to make it not as stressful for me. So I would honestly suggest that you do some type of unpacking what you're grateful for um, and try to prep yourself for when you do go back. And in vain with going back to work, we all know that travel isn't going anywhere. There are too many people that sustain themselves um, based off of the travel industry and what services are provided to us through that. So, I was actually looking at an article um, today, and it basically said the same shit that I said, well, the article was, uh, is it safer to stay at an Airbnb or a hotel when you come back? And same shit I said is that there are perks and, you know, downsides to both. However, um, Airbnbs, if you ask me, are the way to go, only because, one, the Person turnover rate is a lot lower. The number of people there's no. Even if the hotels, for example, were to have people waiting, you know, in um, like uh, 24 hours before they could um. book the hotel room like between stays. Because that's what Airbnb is doing. They're implementing a 24-hour rule between guests. So if I check in on um, Friday, y'all can't check in until uh, Sunday when I after I check out. Um, hotels aren't doing that. And also, just because you're alone in your room, you are not alone in that building. We're all coming. You know, we all have to be in these hallways. We all have to be in these elevators. I'm hearing something. I did read that they are implementing... Um, contactless check-in, which, cute, you know, I don't know how they do that, but it's a thing, Um, and I'm not really that interested in it. I was, I, one of the few emails, newsletters that I actually open are the ones from Travel Noir, and occasionally, occasionally, I'll check something from Condé Nast, but, um, the article was uh, on Travel Noir. So if you're interested, absolutely check them out and see what all they have to say about, um, you know, what contactless. Contact. It is the recording um, contactless. Um, check in, but. I just like the idea of having my own personal space and I like the idea that in an Airbnb I can specifically request that they leave some cleaning supplies in there for me. So I can go in and wipe down whatever I feel like they didn't wipe down enough on their own. Now, I'm sure that they um you know, are going to say yes, it's been thoroughly cleaned and all that shit, but the hotels are likely to be more industrialized, uh, industrially clean. Like they're probably using much stronger, um, cleaning solutions and all that kind of stuff. But like I said before, I don't really trust that hotel staff is cleaning the rooms the same way somebody that is more likely to, because they've got, let's say there are a hundred rooms in this hotel There's probably only four people, five people in housekeeping. So they've all got like 25 rooms, let alone a host of other duties that they have to do around the entire um, property. So in my mind, the chances that they're spending the time doing, you know, as thorough a cleaning as they would, as I'm certain they're capable of doing, um, you know, is just a little unlikely to me, whereas in an Airbnb, granted, I'm certain that like, you know, cleaning that one house or that one apartment isn't the only thing that they're doing, but I just trust that an Airbnb is gonna be cleaned more thoroughly than a hotel room. That's just my personal, um, ain't nothing scientific about it, That's just my opinion. Um, So yeah, I don't um, really see anything changing in my traveling styles in that sense. In terms of my current style as a traveler, I can do just about anything last minute. So um, if you tell me on Monday that I have vacation approved for next week, I have no problem planning an international week-long getaway for myself in four or five days. It's not an issue for me because I use Skyscanner. What was the other one? Skyscanner, Google Flights... Uh, and there's one other, but I use a bunch of different apps to figure out where I can afford to go. It's all about the coin for me. What do I have bread for The most expensive thing I'm going to do anywhere is travel there. So it's going to be the flight. So as long as I can afford the flight and it has some place there for me to stay for a reasonable amount of money, I'm not above staying at a hostel. I've stayed in quite my share of hostels in Europe. I've never stayed in a hostel anywhere outside of Europe though um but I know my home girl Marissa stayed at a hostel when she was in was it I don't think it was Thailand I feel like she was in Cambodia and she might have also stopped in the Philippines but someplace over in um that region she was able to stay at a relatively nice hostel but all that being said I can do a lot of things last minute. One of the things that I was kind of sitting with earlier was I tend to spend the most time being indecisive around making the wrong decision. So it only takes me longer than a day. Like once I price where I can afford to go, The issue then becomes, how long do I want my layover to be? Because I absolutely believe in layover trips. I will use a layover to see an entirely separate country outside of the one that I plan to go to. The very few times that I've gone to one location and stayed at just that one location have been the first trip I took, which was Bermuda, because I didn't know any better. And then the last trip I took, which was Guadalupe. And that was because I was intentionally trying to like rest. Like, I didn't want to um, do too much this trip. I ended up then just booking stuff that I was interested in doing. I stayed right on the beach so that I could walk five minutes and I'd be able to enjoy that at no extra, you know, transportation cost or anything. So that was intentional. But generally, I prefer to see, and that's how I've been able to see so much of the world in such a short amount of time. Like, I didn't start traveling until January, until January 2017. So, um, we're going on only, you know, four years of traveling, um, for me, but I'm one of those, what more can I do kind of ladies? So I tend to get kind of caught in the a literal matrix, like I'll write myself out a bunch of different graphs and I'll look into all right, so if I go here, I have twelve usable hours because I don't get in until like one in the afternoon, and then um, I gotta consider what is they gonna do at one in the afternoon, what kind of tour am I looking to do? Am I even interested in the location where this layover is, so those kind of things come into play when it comes to me um, booking a destination. So price is absolutely the first. And then the second is um, where can I get the best arrangement of layover and um, well usable layover time. I don't want to have like the best layover I had arranged for was my layover in Mexico City. I wasn't really that excited. Like I want to go to Mexico. But it just wasn't as like high on my list of priorities of places to see at the time. I had arranged not arranged, but I had booked my flights so that I was to land in Mexico at 6 a.m. and I would have had the entire day. And I didn't. My flight home um, wasn't until 8 p.m. or some shit like that. So I ended up getting stuck in Peru and all of Mexico was squashed because by the time that I arrived in Mexico, I only had um, like four hours or something like that. So I ended up just eating and staying in the airport. So I was really bummed about that. But I say all that to say I had uh, also waited until the last minute to book the excursion that I intended to do in Mexico. I was going to book it the day before because in advance I had looked at what I was kind of uh, anticipating that I'd be interested in doing. Like I knew I was going to do a temple tour of some sort. It was I was going to be laid, o- laid over in Mexico City. So I was going to go see some of the ruins in the area and maybe do a walking tour. All the options that I had considered were gave me the uh, option of booking them the day before. So I knew that I wouldn't miss the opportunity to do something if I waited until the last minute to book. Thankfully, I did that because of the delay. So I absolutely suggest that if you aren't certain about, you know, what you're going to do and layover tours, depending on the cost, see how long you can hold off on doing it so that um, you can not lose, (coughs) excuse me, your money if you, you know, get fucked over on your layover. So there's that. But I also realized that a lot of how i go about life is kind of like reactive like a lot of it is just um in i don't know it's kind of like i don't want to say panic mode but i'm a procrastinator in travel and in regular life so it's like damn why does everything have to be a rush you know what i mean i don't know why every not everything but i don't know why things tend to be more comfortable for me when I'm rushing to do it. So that's also something that I've been sitting with the past couple of days, wondering, you know, how I can um, unpack that shit, if you will. So another thing that I was kind of looking at in terms of the whole returning back to work is that I don't even want to be around New Yorkers right now, right? Sadly, and then also good that I'm going to be, I live in Queens. I'll be driving to Manhattan every day when I go back to work because I work in Manhattan. I'm not sitting on anybody's train for a long time, probably not until like a really bad snow or so. And then I don't have, you know, I'm not going to drive in the snow if I don't have to. I'd rather just get on the train. But I don't know, y'all. I don't know. But I, the driving part, I can get past. I'll, you know, do what the fuck you gotta do, right? Collect that coin. But New York City, y'all, it's the fucking tourist capital of a lot of, in the Northeast region, easily. I won't sit here and say of like the United States, but we're easily top five, top ten, probably. Oh, now I'm curious. Where New York falls in terms of the most frequently visited places in the United States, but it's New York fucking city. If tourists have any fucking sense, they're not coming to New York because we're also what like the highest number of uh, cases per capita in the world or something crazy like that. I don't know. It's it's a total shit show here in New York. So anybody with sense isn't going to come here. Anybody from any other country, again, with sense isn't necessarily going to come here. But the same way. We spend a lot of time worrying about what's going on in our neighborhoods. It's very likely that someone that lives in another country is just going to be spending a lot of time worrying about what's going on in their neighborhood. I know that I don't always do my due diligence and look into what's going on in a region that I'm visiting. So I'm certain that people that have had trips booked for a year in advance or two years in advance, if they're able to fly, come october august they're still going to take that trip you know so i'm wondering how tourism is going to pick back up once new york opens back up because it's a very very popular tourist site also are people going to be opting to see more of um the surrounding areas of new york considering you know what all has been going on with COVID and shit You know, a lot of options in the city may not be available to people should they decide to keep their plans that they already had in place in terms of travel. So I'm really curious to see how that looks. Also curious to see what businesses are going to look like once everything opens back up, y'all. Like, for example, a lot of small businesses have had to close permanently. So I'm worried about my nails, my nail shop. I'm worried about the place I get my eyebrows threaded. You know, I'm worried about um, the small businesses that I patronize throughout the course of a day that may not have been able to make it through this. And then I just wouldn't know until, you know, well into all of New York being open again, because on one hand, you may have a small business owner that is in a rush to open. Right. But then consider if that small business owner has kids who's going to watch their kids while they go back to work and open up shop. Right. So our business is going to open with child. You know, these are regular people that run these businesses. These are regular people that own these businesses. So between childcare, themselves being ill or having family members that they have to take care of that may be ill. So I'm really wondering and kind of skeptical as to what normal is going to look like also with all of you know new york all new york but with so many people being closed for so long in terms of businesses like who's to say my barbershop was able to pay their lease you know what i mean so i'm wondering even if they come back to work do they have a shop to come back to you know what i'm saying they're not paying their rent for their booth or their chair or whatever. Same thing with hair salons, y'all. The people may be willing or excited to come back to work because they want to feed their families, but what's to say that they've been able to sustain so that they're there for us to come back to? So I have no idea what anything is going to look like The same way y'all don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, that ain't what my degree is in. So I can't give you any, you know, health um, advice. I can't give you any, you know, travel advice other than what I personally would do. Me personally, I'm in like I'm in nobody's rush to get on a train. I'm also in no rush to get on a plane only because of the shared air. Granted, um, airlines are now requiring a lot of passengers to wear masks, but we all know people do what they want, and by people, white people, that's immediately who's coming to mind, because a lot of them just feel like they're better than doing what is required of them, you know, like leashing your dog in an area where it's supposed to be leashed. Didn't even digress there. That was right on, that was right on what I was actually the point I was trying to make. Um, So yeah, it's just that we're in a metal box in the sky and we're all sharing the same gross air. The air has been gross before COVID. The air is now extra gross. I don't necessarily think that in the everyday interactions that we're making that I am personally at risk for getting sick. I am just of the belief. I think that I'm very likely, if I haven't already had it, I would be a dormant carrier. Like, I don't think that I would get that sick, but I fear that I would pass it on to, you know, my grandmother or um, my dad, who then would pass it on to his mom, my other grandma, and my grandmas are like everything to me. So it would kill me if I felt like I had done something to put them at risk. Additionally, consider that the people And for people that are in a... I'm going to do a little vent right here for a second. I've been on a couple of different um, like Facebook groups. And I've been seeing... They're all, you know, mostly Black women. And sis, sisters, I love you. I love us for real. However... May I offer you a seat? It's not that I don't think you deserve a vacation. It's not that I don't think you deserve a change of scenery. But what I don't think is that someone deserves to be at a higher risk of illness because you want to take a vacation or because you want a change of scenery. A lot of people are neglecting to keep in mind that Regular human people are in charge of maintaining the properties that we visit when we vacation, um, that regular human ass people are leaving their families behind and their loved ones behind to, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, to service us when we travel. So even though your state has opened and you might be able to find you a little flight and let's say, um, I think what was the country? Um, not Paraguay. Um, shit. Let's just say Guatemala. Let's randomly say Guatemala because that's the first place that came to mind. I think it's Portugal actually. I don't know. Go back to Guatemala. Let's just say that Guatemala opens their borders to tourists and doesn't have any type of, um, quarantine. So let's say that you can fly out on Monday and do whatever the hell you want to do soon as you touch down, right? And let's also assume that for whatever reason, when you come back into the United States, there's also no quarantine restriction that they don't. See, now, again, these are things that I don't know because I'm not going anywhere. So I haven't done the due diligence to look into it and to see because at this point, it don't fucking matter to me, right? But let's just make the assumption that there are no restrictions in terms of quarantines when we arrive at our travel destination and then arrive back home. Let's just say all that is good. Just because you feel like you would like to go and it is accessible to you to go doesn't necessarily make it a good idea. It's like you have $20 so you can buy a pack of cigarettes but that doesn't necessarily mean that you should buy the cigarettes. It's a bit of a stretch, but we get where we're going here. Those are then going to be like you're kind of, I don't know, it's just like you're adding another layer onto like the essential workers essentially. Everybody should on essential workers before they became essential. They've always been essential. Uh, Grocery stores have always been essential. You know, somebody driving an Uber has always been essential. Just, again, regular people doing what they got to do to collect their coins. So it's not enough that people have been going to grocery stores, complaining, being total assholes and just just disrespecting the place that these people are painstakingly, you know, working in on any given day. But especially during these heightened times where they're literally putting themselves at a higher risk than the average person so that everybody can eat should they have the financial means to actually buy food and stuff. Now, you're adding hospitality workers to that. You're adding tour guides to that. You're at all the things that you want to do. You want to maintain or get back to what your normal is, your travel and pick up the bag and fly. It's, it's not about the pictures. It's not about, you know, oh, I'm finally out. I'm like, I think that, again, this is an opinion. This whole show is opinion. I think that a lot of people mistake what travel is. I don't like the idea of people talking about they're so into travel and they're so big on travel that they're, you know, dying right now and that they can't wait to get back out there because to me, it's just a very tone deaf response to the fact that people are losing their lives people are losing the lives of people that are close to them and that they love now let me draw the fine line in the sand travel is i mentioned i started off earlier there's a very strong mental health component component to travel a lot of us travel to escape our regular life stresses so it would follow that many people want to escape what they're going through right now. So I totally understand that people are um, really wanting to go back to their normal, you know, uh, ways of coping, their coping mechanisms, and that they just really want to go out and have a good time. So it's like, I fucking get it. I get it. And I don't think you're a bad person for wanting to do that, but I think you're a little bit shittier of a person by exercising your desires over what's best for the common good. That's what my differentiation is. I understand why you may want to travel. I understand that if your state opens up, that doesn't mean that... Now, consider your state opens up. If Ohio opens up, like, I think, let's just say, um, I think Atlanta opened up or North Carolina opened up, like, last week. There's been a couple of states that started opening, right? So. I can easily drive anywhere. I can drive to Ohio and have a good old time if I fucking wanted to. I could drive to Ohio and fly someplace else and have a good, like there's a way around everything. And I feel that the real fine difference in this working out for us as a whole, as a people is where people stop putting themselves before other people. So even when, you know, it's kind of like when your parents turn your lights out and they tell you to go to bed, but they go out and, like, have, like, your aunties and your uncles and them over there so they having a good time and they talking. But it's like, okay, so y'all out there having a good time, but I'm supposed to, like, just go to sleep? Take a breath. I fucking get it. But consider that your ass had to go to bed for a reason. You had to go to sleep because you got to get up the next morning or because parents are fucking tired of you. (laughs) Whatever the reason may be. It is not just about you. You may have the ability and the freedom to travel. I would just really hope that everybody does so in a responsible way. Uh, A lot of people seem to still be real, like, lost on the um, art of just basic hygiene. So it really worries me that a lot of people are just going to get up and go out and start doing what they want to do again. And then it just, again, puts everybody else at risk. So I caution that if you can... Try to find some type of stress reliever or something similar to what you're able to find in travel without having to travel so that you can kind of appease yourself and kind of keep yourself sane while you're unable to do the things that make you happy. Just because you're able to do it once it starts to happen doesn't mean that it's a good idea. This is a capitalistic society. This this company, this country is a company. This country lives on capitalism, and in a lot of places we've seen where the people don't matter, especially not people that look like me. So this whole you know social distancing. just when things seem like they're okay. It's kind of like when you're watching a movie. There's always that one person that wants to push it too fucking far. They always. Want- I'm in the middle of Vampire Diaries. I just started season three. And when I tell you I've already been over Elena, I am absolutely fucking tired of her. She gets on my last nerve. And I know my cousin Gabby is tired of me texting her talking shit about Elena. Because it is clearly a bad idea to do some things. But because she has in her mind that she has to help or that she can't sit still. Because her need to do something is greater than what is logically safe for all. Does life imitate art or does art imitate life? So. Yeah, that's um, essentially where my head is at right now. I don't miss travel as much. I understand why some people do. A lot of us look to it as an escape. And considering not everybody has the luxury of staying home and not having to work and still getting paid, some people actually have to work from home. So I absolutely see why you of all people, especially if you're, say, like an essential worker and have had to just continue, like you haven't had any change in your day to day. Other than being now more petrified of, you know, you and your family that's close to you being sick. So. I understand why you guys may want to travel, because y'all have been doing everything absolutely the same. And that nonsense about, well, if you you know, if I'm let's say I live in um, Louisiana and I want to go to Destin, I want to go to the beach because I know that that's uh, a reasonable drive. If you live in NOLA and you want to drive to Destin, Florida opens up before Louisiana. Cool. So I'm just going to drive there, have a good time, then come back home. I can rent a space where it's just me and myself. Um, You know. Consider that unless you are able to make the drive without stopping for gas or stopping to use the bathroom and stopping to use food, you're also still putting yourself at risk like you're going into spaces where there is a high Uh, density of people in an area. So just consider that you may want to do it, but you're putting other people at risk. So I would ask us all to just look out for your brother, look out for your sister, consider that your actions absolutely impact other people. So where it is possible, do something good for somebody else, which may absolutely entail not doing something that you want to do. So um, that's it for this week, y'all. I appreciate y'all stopping back. Uh, Thank you for listening. I, if you haven't noticed, do not really enjoy Instagram. It's just... Very tedious in terms of posting. If I promise you I'm going to get better, I'll be lying. Um, But I know that there are benefits. Um, So I'll I'll work something out. But Instagram underscore the carry or um, travel and shit. And there's an underscore in shit where the I should be. Um, I'm on Facebook, but I don't use the Facebook that often. But, um, oh, I'm actually going to do a giveaway on Facebook. I gave away one of the gift cards um, on Instagram. I've got a few more to give away for um, plants because the plants have absolutely – I tried not to talk about the plants this week, y'all, because I've been talking about plants a lot. But my plants are absolutely keeping me sane and happy. Um, I've 100 – I've doubled the number of plants that are in my house right now. Um and I love it. I absolutely love it. But I uh, thank the good folks at Jordan's Jungle for my early Jer- Jordan for um, making sure that I have these gift cards to give away to you guys. So I'll be doing another giveaway on. Um, I'll be doing another giveaway on Instagram, one on Facebook, and I am still holding off on doing the big boy giveaway. I don't have a deadline for that yet, but it's a $50 gift card to, uh, Jordan's jungle, RI net. I want to say absolutely love buying plants from there. They always show up healthy. I get them in a week or less. Um, I've seen people get theirs much quicker, but I always seem to wait until Friday to order mine for some reason. Um, but, uh, really, really inexpensive, great fair pricing, uh, their plants. You're not paying for, you know, some of them are of course, uh, more exotic, larger, um, it just costs more to take care of and should cost more. However, a lot of these, um, places where you order plants online from are charging you for the fucking potter, for the, the planter. Like there's no reason why you should be paying $60 for a fucking pythos. It's a pythos, a, py- a pathos. It's like the most basic, basic, I call it the a nickel plant because, first of all, I don't think I've come into one black household that's got plants that doesn't have one. But it's just like it's everywhere. It's prevalent. It's easy to grow. I could start a pothos nursery myself. So there's no reason y'all should be spending wild money on your plants, um, especially if you're not sure if you can keep them shits alive. Um, I just don't believe in spending more than I can kill. So I'm not spending, you know, $50 on something that I don't know if I can keep alive. All that being said, um, stay tuned for social media giveaways for gift cards to um, Jordan's Jungle. And uh, that's pretty much it. Merch, um, mailing list. That's how you win the $50 gift card. Sign up for my mailing list. Um, I don't like typing emails, so you're not going to get a lot of emails, but it'll absolutely keep you up to date with when. There are new episodes of the podcast when they'll be on um, the YouTube channel so that you can watch and see my beautiful things, if that's your thing. Um, What was the other thing? Um, Oh, and I'm considering um, maybe writing again, blogging, you know, adding a more, adding a written component to the website. I don't know. Tell me what your thoughts are on that, if you would be interested in reading something as well as listening to me. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I really appreciate you guys. Um, I do appreciate you guys. And I would love to check in with some more of you. But, you know, let me know that you're a listener. Let me know that you, um, you know, you're a Travel and Ship podcast listener And I would love to keep up with you guys, check in with you, and I hope you're all doing well. All right, guys. Bye.